Yezer. Shout out to the intro. Welcome to another episode of Rich Talks with me, your host with the most, Unk, aka Re. All right, let's get into it. Yo, so today's topic um, was actually sparked by a, a Reddit post that I somehow ended up going back and forth with someone over. <laughs> Um, it was it was pretty respectful back and forth, uh, thankfully, because you don't really get much of those on the internet these days. Um, like a lot of people are like quick to throw ad homonyms and like from the comfort of their own keyboard, simply because you disagree with their points and they they really just aren't able to articulate it more clearly. Anyway, but the topic in question was uh, basically asking: Is Drake hip hop? Um, and this thread was actually in relation to when, when I mentioned, um, in the last episode on the, uh, the viral most Def interview, uh, where he said Drake's music is comparative to, <laughs> to shopping, <laughs> um, when asked if Drake was hip hop. Um, so today, today's topic, it's kind of like, a I want to say, uh, uh, genre wars because a lot of people like to run with the narrative that Drake is pop, which is fine to say, but. Pop itself isn't even a real genre to me. And and let me explain why. So first of all, like let, let's define it. What what is pop? Like pop is is it's a music style that was originated in the mid 1950s in the United States and the UK. Uh it was a genre. I, I'm using quote unquote uh, quotes here. You guys can't see it, but obviously I'm using quotes. Um they coined to i guess identify the music that uh that encompassed youth oriented styles so from its early inception to at least the late 1960s pop was like essentially synonymous with rock because rock was like the 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 young uh the young person's music of the time when when pop was like starting to come up so but eventually pop became like associated with with music that is uh, more commercial and like easily palatable to a mass general audience. And uh, the elements that are generally associated with pop, um, that includes uh, repeating choruses and hooks um, that are normally pretty catchy. Uh, the songs are normally short to medium length to, again, uh, make, make it more palatable, right? Um, you know, sometimes when you listen to a song and you think to yourself, you know, this song probably didn't even need to be this long. Uh, in a way, it kind of cuts into the replay value of that song because it kind of goes past the point where you no longer want to pay attention to it. You know, uh, most pop songs, I mean, at least in the early days of it, were created in the basic verse chorus structure of song making. Like the verse chorus song form is... Uh, it's named in that way because basically the two most important sections of the song of the specific song are the verse and the chorus so this format is like it's so versatile that it's basically became the go-to style for like rock and roll music back in the in the 50s and 60s but it still dominates that genre to this day if you really really look into it right um this kind of explains why during its inception pop was more synonymous with with rock because it literally was like listening to rock music due to the the style of the the song at the time right um but there are still some pop songs that use the 32 bar song form also known as the aaba form um it basically consists of a twice repeated strophe 
also known as the AA or the verse. Uh, strophe is a rhythmic system composed of two or more lines repeated as a unit. Um, the strophe or AA is then followed by the B, aka the bridge, which kind of plays a transitional role that sort of heightens your expectations for the return of the strophe or the AA. Um, the 32 bar song forms are most commonly found in like blues or early hip hop and like even early rock and roll technically but it really wasn't until like around the 1970s that this format started to like take over the pop style of music um i know i got a little bit technical there and hopefully it didn't go over your head um if it did i'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm playing i'm playing um other identifying factors of pop music uh, that i forgot to mention includes rhythms or tempos that are easily danced to like now this is where my argument about pop not being a true blue genre kind of stems from because it's more so just like i feel like it's a fusion genre that just borrows the elements from multiple other genres like some pop songs will borrow the styles of rock or dance or, or even latin or country or or urban oh my god yo i hate that word urban what the yo man but the thing with pop is like i don't think pop um has its own style to like uh to base itself off of like it's it's constantly borrowing from different ones because it's 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 all about the appeal right the the general appeal to the mass audiences Be going back to the term urban you know the term urban was coined by like some new york radio dj um named frankie crocker like sometime in the early 70s right it was a it was a synonym for like black music at the time like basically all black genres were essentially amalgamated into into this category of urban it didn't matter if it was r&b if it was hip-hop if it was even latin music like reggaeton reggae soca any adult contemporary sung by a black artist was was thrown into this category this umbrella of urban <laughs> like what did they call it they called it urban adult contemporary like, they just wanted to add urban to everything which again is literally just r&b and soul music but they just had to add that to it right like pull up any song that's labeled urban adult contemporary and tell me that it doesn't sound like r&b and soul <laughs> like man what's wrong with these people anyway like i really feel like we need to remove ourselves from like that term urban urban anything man like urban whatever like whenever i hear the word urban the thing that comes to mind to me is like cityscapes like i literally think about downtown or someone who, who's just coming out of a um housing unit like a building or something just so, a city dweller essentially like Bro, but the music genres that that they put under this title of urban it kind of not even kind of it far exceeds the confines of a simple city or just living in one you know like these genres are known worldwide and have been influencing the ways we've been making music around the world for years generations even like especially hip-hop like, which is the youngest member of all these genres at only like 50 years old. But still to this day, it's the fastest growing genre in the world. Like, like y'all got to put some more respect on these genres, man. Stop calling that shit urban. Like, yo, it really irks my soul, man. <laughs> like, the urban title. God. 
Um, and I know I'm not the only one because, like, back in 2020, members of the music industry were just all of a sudden decided to grow a pair and started voicing their their disagreement over the use of the term urban in describing music genres and formats like especially among african-american artists who see the term as a catch-all for music created by black artists regardless of genre you see what i mean um and i agree like in the culture we live in now it's funny that we still hold on to some of these outdated terms that were birthed with let's let's just call a spade a spade they were birthed with racial undertones um i remember an interview with uh rapper tyler the creator i think it was uh in 2019 he did it after he had won his uh first ever grammy for the best rap album for his album igor shout out to tyler man <laughs> he's really weird but but he makes good music now those of you that have heard that igor album will absolutely agree with me that when i say that album was not a rap album at all like tyler was literally trying i feel like he was doing his best um kanye impersonation in terms of like just pushing the boundaries of his craft to not be pigeonholed into into being considered just a rapper you know this was like igor was kind of his um his 808s and heartbreak if you will or or his my dark beautiful twisted fantasy kind of like that and you know he was just like pushing the boundaries of just like what what you would normally expect from a rapper like i actually liked the igor album but but what tyler had to say in his interview backstage to me was like it was very poignant like he said it sucks that whenever we i mean guys that look like me do anything that's genre bending or that's anything that's all or that's anything they always put it in a rap or urban category I don't like that urban word. It's just a politically correct way to say the N-word to me. <laughs> Yo, I'm 100% with him on that. It really... Yes, yes. That's actually the perfect way to, to, to explain it. It's a politically correct way to say the N-word. <laughs> Nigga music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with him, man. You always have to... But he also went on to say, um, when I hear that, I'm just like, why can't we be in pop? Half of me feels like the rap nomination was just a backhanded compliment. Like my little cousin wants to play the game. Let's give him the unplugged controller so he can shut up and feel good about it. That's what it felt like a bit. And Tyler's right, man. Like, that's what it always feels like. Why do we play these award show games? Like, why do we play these... <laughs> excuse my, my language. These games of gramophones. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um... Even Mr. Diddle Me This himself. Yeah, I gotta stop calling him that. <laughs> um, Diddler, I mean Diddy. <laughs> Back in 2020, had some uh, some bars to drop on Clive Davis during a pre-Grammy gala. Why do they call these things galas? Like, I always have... It's such a weird term, like gala. Anyway, Diddler said, um, Black music has never been respected by the Grammys to the point that it should be. So right now, in this current situation, it's not a revelation. This thing been going on, and it's not just going on in music. It's going on in film. It's going on in sports. It's going on around the world. It's silly to allow institutions that have never had our best interest at heart to judge us. Shoot. <laughs> that's real, man. Like, that's, that's really real. I mean, I personally don't like The Messenger, but the message is, the message is on point. Like, I'm not gonna shoot the messenger because like the message is clear like that's 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 a 
that is a clear message. I, 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 I'm with that message. I'm with it. Um, in a sense, it feels like those that argue from the purist standpoint and try to like gatekeep who should be considered hip hop or not are actually just like perpetuating the ongoing problem with these institutions that like to separate black black and latino music from all other genres by applying that urban title to it like what are we really doing here like hip-hop is supposed to be inclusive even in the grammys nowadays are distancing themselves from using the term urban really i think it's to protect their investment like not really anything to do with progression because like all of these award shows they're they're their ratings have been dropping for for years now so they have to do they have to do something to protect their investments you know what i'm saying like it's not about progression for them they they say it is but it's really just to protect uh, the money right so they'll still relegate some of our best black musicians to whatever category they renamed all of these urban ones to like you're still not seeing them in the you're still not seeing some of these black artists that earned it being uh, uh put into nominations for like the most sought after awards yeah but like um going back to drake like why does drake always he, he's the one that gets all the flack for being like uh being a pop euler rapper <laughs> but like someone like kanye is called a genius and an innovator for literally borrowing elements from other genres to make pop euler songs <laughs> is it because drake's music has catered to, to women for a long time is it is it because kanye came up under Rockefeller, who most would look at as a label that's pure hip-hop because you had like like come on you had you had jay-z you had beanie siegel you had freeway oshino the young guns remember the young guns chris and neef um like and all of these artists you could argue were like synonymous with with gangster rap in general right but here comes this backpacking producer with a weird fashion sense, but an unshakable desire to like become a rap superstar. And perhaps it's because of that Rockefeller shield that we, in a sense, subconsciously give no qualms about, uh, about Kanye when he kind of inspired the pop star that Drake became, you know? Nobody gives flack to, to Kanye about his pop star status, yet Drake gets thrown around all the time. But I don't think that's fair, man. Like it just that ain't fair is all is all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not rock climbing for Drake or taking up. I'm just I'm just saying, like, fair is fair, man. Like, you gotta call it out. And that's just not fair. Like really and truly, there's a lot of rappers you can claim are pop stars and technically can't fit under the the label of hip-hop as these gatekeepers would define it like honestly how many times have you actually heard a hip-hop song while shopping <laughs> i mean i'd argue you've heard it often enough that it could be considered pop <laughs> like you know what's interesting about the whole urban discussion though a majority of these music genres that these elitists hold on to while like relegating black music to urban titles is the mere fact that most of their most popular genres today like um like like country for example got its roots from african-american blues music from the south like if you strip a lot of these these not just country songs but like strip some of these songs down to their bare lyrics and put them side by side like put a country song 
side by side with a blues song and you'll see that there's actually more similarities to them than there are differences you know actually just recently t-pain admitted in a in an interview that um that he's made millions of dollars writing country songs for people but at some point he opted to remove his name from the credits due to as as he stated himself the racism that came with it now he didn't really elaborate on exactly what the racism part was but i think that was pretty interesting to hear and i don't know my mind starts to wander a little bit i already made some assumptions on what racism points he was getting at you could probably make your own conclusions too like country music the south like i'm not <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna assume anyways um you know because there's, there's there's black country singers too like who I, f who I feel don't really get their fair accolade, but who am I to say that? Because I'm sort of being biased here because I don't really listen to country music like that. Um, but I mean, to be fair, I only know one guy, <laughs> like Darius Rucker. Yes, shout-outs to Darius Rucker, formerly of Hootie and the Blowfish. Shout-outs to him. I really only know him because because I know Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> That's the only reason I even knew Darius Rucker is. Um, but yeah. See, to me, pop isn't like a true genre since it's since its inception. It was always like designed as a music style for the younger generation. And as each generation ages out of their considered out of being considered the younger generation, then you start to see how the sound or the wave begins to like drastically change with each new generation. Like as it started with the with with the rock of the rebellious youth for many years you know like now i feel like it lives in this hip-hop era or this urban era <laughs> yo i'm gonna keep saying urban that's crazy i'm like at least for this current generation and i don't really see that changing for some time considering how young hip-hop it itself is right like it almost feels like pop and hip-hop were just kind of made to go together you know because now someone just has to tell that to the powers that be in the industry so they can stop gatekeeping and just let everyone be great you know like whether they're trying to appeal to the general masses or smaller niche niche fan base like all these artists deserve their accolades without being re relegated to, to only doing black or urban music like some some of them are actual pop stars too they just need a chance that's all i'm saying anyways moving on actually Continuing with this theme about urban, <laughs> let's discuss a recently circulating urban legend, aka a rumor, relating to the uh, the passing of uh, Nipsey Hussle. So, um, on a recent episode of the No Jumper podcast with Adam Twenty Two, yo, shout out to No Jumper um, with Adam Twenty Two and Wack One Hundred was also on 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 the uh, on this particular episode. Um, they had a guest on there. Who goes by the name of a uh, loose cannon and uh he was telling a wild story about a well-known crip and music executive by the name of big u and big u's not just like a music executive like he's he's a uh, he's a member of the the community like the la community he has charities his his son is uh, a rookie for the san diego chargers like but anyways loose in this interview basically claimed or at least implied that big u put a hit out on nipsey hustle before he passed and his reasoning 
apparently was that he received a text message from uh, from Big U 30 minutes or so before Nipsey actually died. And according to Loose, when he got the text, he immediately called Nipsey, who actually picked up the phone and he said he was good. Stop the cap. And 30 minutes later, he would be deceased. Now, to me, that's a really, really wild accusation to make towards somebody, especially somebody who, like, whose reputation is like um, a reputable reputation, like somebody who's of. Um, I mean, like Big U worked his ass off to get where he is now. Like he's not, he's not like oh that old dude that's still in the hood and and keeping that same mentality like because and and also the fact that big U was the one that helped launch the career of nipsey like so how can you come with these accusations it's just so wild like like obvious obviously this is all alleged but like my thing is if you have a problem with big U, why are you going to use nipsey as a prop to get people to side with you or against somebody else like i'm not saying it happened or didn't because i truly wouldn't know right but nipsey's gone man like whether that was the truth or not nip's gone and he won't be there to be able to to, to to testify or corroborate or or justify any part of this story which makes me lean in the direction of this being an untruth and this loose cannon brother is basically just like his namesake a, a loose cannon with his words like just bulldozing all over the place with his wild takes just to get more views like what did rick james say again yeah cocaine is a hell of a drug but in this case or at least for this generation it, it it feels more like clout is a hell of a drug like damn man like anyways i didn't even want to segue like this but it's a natural progression i guess um so Nicki minaj versus megan the stallion what started off as like a meg versus a bunch of rappers situation kind of it kind of devolved a bit like it was it was it was it was crazy <laughs> um like she because uh she dropped a new track called hiss where she basically like took shots at uh at drake she said um she had a line she had a line for drake she's like uh these niggas hate on BBLs and be walking around with the same scars. Cause the reason that this is a shot at Drake is because there's an urban legend that um, that Drake may have like uh, visited the infamous Doctor Miami um, to get like an ab surgery once upon a time. The same ab surgery that um, that rapper Bandman Kivo or whatever I don't even know how to say that. Is it Bandman Kivo? I'm pretty sure it's Bandman Kivo. He he got like uh um one of those ab surgeries and he was like flaunting it on social media at some point man the comments were wild like people were calling him michelin man and everything like like brother just just go to the gym <laughs> like just go to the gym you can get that naturally what the hell why are you paying for that anyways sorry sorry getting off on on a different tangent man <laughs> that was crazy but she also dissed um uh, meg meg also dissed uh nikki which we'll get more into shortly and she also dissed Tory Lanez for obvious reasons um but it was really the shots that she took at Nikki that turned things a bit what's the word I'm looking for here um distasteful can you really I mean can you even really be distasteful when it comes to rap beef 
Is anything really off limits? I, I don't know. I'm going to tell you the situation and you tell me. Like Meg dropped some bars that kind of took shots at Nicki Minaj's husband, Kevin Petty, because he's a uh, registered sex offender. Um, not going to lie, though, Nicki... The bar was actually kind of fun. Like, technically consider it a double diss to Nikki because um, her brother, who's currently in prison, is also a uh, registered sex offender. Um, you get the point. Anyways, Meg's bars were um, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at Megan's law. Jeez. Uh, Damn, yo, I'm not even gonna lie, man. That that's fire. Like, if you don't know, Megan's law is the law that requires convicted sex offenders to notify local law enforcement of any change of address or employment. So Nikki kind of snapped a bit on her IG live and uh, went on a rant while previewing her 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 new song uh, Bigfoot, <laughs> which is an obvious jab at Meg, which. Um, since 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 Meg was shot in the foot, was it last year or two years ago? Like I know the trial was last year, but I don't remember when it was when the incident actually occurred. But anyways, Nikki originally just previewed a line from the song that was yo, it was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. It, how did it go? It went bad bitch. She like six foot. I call her big foot. Bitch fell off. I told her get up on your good foot. <laughs> Obviously, I can't say it like Nikki. <laughs> with her cadence but man yo that is funny bad bitch she like six foot i call her big foot bitch fell off i told her get up on your good foot oh my god <laughs> yo don't fuck with Nicki minaj man in a rap battle i don't care if you're male or female like she's very very clever with the bars like she's very clever but um I didn't even get to the distasteful part yet. So basically, the song starts off with Nikki literally stating how you fuck your mother man when she died. Lee, yo, you know, I had to look into that, man. Like, what did Nikki just say? Like, I had to look that up. And lo and behold, another urban legend, a.k.a. rumor, um, alleges that Megan had uh, relations with her mother's boyfriend after after her mother passed away from cancer in 2019 which is just yo damn that damn like that, that that sounds like a cry for help man like that really sounds like a serious cry for help and if i'm being honest i'm a Nicki minaj fan but like she took it took it too far with that deceased mother shots like like Nikki herself even said that you can you can say whatever you want about her, but never come for her family, or it's all gloves off. And I get that, and I respect that because it's hip hop after all, right? And I guess as long as they keep it on wax, it's cool, right? I don't know. It still made me feel kind of just just hit weird. Anyways, uh, Nikki basically started cracking jokes on her IG live too at the time, and started saying things like. You better go conjure up your mother and apologize. That's disgusting. Damn, yo, Nikki is savage. But I guess an argument can be made that fair is fair if you bring up another rapper's family members, right? Because if you're just talking about the rapper, it is what it is, right? You can just say all types of shit because they can rebuttal the rappers. But then when you bring up family members, it's like, yo, is that where we're going? Is that where we're going now? 
Anyways, I wanted to address <laughs> some of y'all Nicki Minaj fans, man. Y'all barbs. Not the, not, not the Nicki Minaj fans, the barbs. Yeah, you. Something is wrong with some of y'all barbs. Like, I mean, I will say the barbs are definitely one of the most ride or die fan bases that I have ever witnessed in my life. But sometimes y'all really go way too far for people you may never interact with in your life. Like some of y'all are willing to turn into crash dummies for your favorite artists or celebrity as if that'll make them see you, you bunch of weirdos. Like, listen to this. Like after Nikki mentioned uh, Nikki's mention of like Meg's uh, dead mother in, in the live stream and whatnot, some barbs took it upon themselves like they took it to heart and took it upon themselves to go and find the location of megan's deceased mother's gravesite and they decided to start posting about paying her a visit to the point where the actual cemetery had to notify police and increase the security personnel of the uh, uh, on site like this is crazy man clout is a hell of a drug indeed like y'all are too wild man that is very cultish behavior it is very shameful behavior y'all were raised better than that like that shit just needs to stay on music man like keep that shit on wax and don't bring the deceased into it that's all i gotta say on the matter you know like that's all i gotta say on that matter and before i sign off just want to say a quick rest in peace to Carl Waters, aka Apollo Creed, in all those Rocky movies, the OG Creed, not not the not Michael B. Jordan in the Creed movies, the OG himself from the Rocky series, the one that was uh, killed by the by the Russian. You know, I hate him. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> man, shout outs to shout outs to him, man. Like if it wasn't for for carl waters we wouldn't have the creed movies today you know he was such a he was such a fan favorite such a crowd favorite that they had to keep the rocky series going by like because they could have kept it going by um continuing with rocky's son rocky has a, has a son in in the in the film series but they decided to go with apollo's son which is dope and i appreciate that shout outs r.i.p rest in paradise carl waters but yo, shout out to Apollo Creed, shout out to Rocky, shout out to all them urban legends, man. And yo, salute to the outro. We out. Peace.